Brian here for Animanga Nation, talking to you about Tower of God, the new hit manga con, whatever you call that, Korean manga. It is quite a joy to read. There's a lot of people already talking about how great it is, and I'm not going to argue with them. Uh, it sort of takes the tropes that are already present in manga and give a little spin of a twist on the formula. I guess that comes from the Korean influence. A lot of the names like BAM or 25th BAM as you find out later. But it also takes some influence from more Western mythologies. The best manga comparison or anime reference would be Hunter x Hunter. Great series in all its own right and I won't it will be hard not to compare it to Tower of God. Hunter x Hunter, that is. So, why don't we get started? And afterwards, let me talk about the influence that webtoons and light novels have on the industry as a whole. But, let's get started on Tower of God. Starts out mysteriously dark. Depends on manga or the anime, but both have a sort of darker tone, throws you into the abyss that the backstory of the 25th BAM sort of gets into. He was in a hole, he got rescued by this only other girl that he ever met, his best friend. They have a sort of, really doesn't go into love interest territory, it's more of a weird codependent relationship that leads bam to the tower because rachel wanted to ascend to see the stars which mm, it seems almost a hidden message that that's not her true intent but the series is long and i'm only 50 into the webtoon 50 chapters into the webtoons so he goes so he has a trial a trial that's impossible for him a princess, a princess of the tower, comes along and gives him some help. And the, her guide doesn't think that it will be much help. The sword, the black march. But somehow, he beats the test and he ascends to pretty much a deathmatch battle royale. I don't want to spoil the whole series, but hindsight, the game's very reminiscent of Hunter x Hunter. 400 contestants doesn't move on until 200 are left and our hero or protagonist should I say bam meets up with rock a alligator sort of humanoid creature who seems just obsessed with fighting people who are more powerful than him or the ones with the powerful weapons then they meet sort of the cunning corona intelligent like character Kunan, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing any of this, a blue hair rock who calls everyone turtles, calls him blue hair tur uh, the blue turtle. And Bam is the black turtle. He wants to fight Bam. They manage to survive until eh, sort of the timer bell and they have to team up. And together, this group ascends. There's plenty of other side characters. And I believe... They introduce the backstories at a well-timed pace 
to keep the story going and to give you a feel for the vast amount of characters who pop up. A lot of likable characters. This isn't just about OP. Don't mix this up with an OP battle shounen. Main character is rather weak. He's not even Deku level power at this point. And even to the place where I got, he's just showing promise in his particular field of study. The series seems to use uh, games and trials as a rather well story device to move the story along. And it's got a darker tone, as I probably mentioned many times before. And I would just be spoiling and reiterating a lot of points for this uh, rather fledgling series. Overall, I would say it's worth a watch. If you don't like it in the first few chapters, I would say give it 10 of the chapters or three of the episodes to see if you like it because it is an acquired taste. I must say it is infinitely superior to most manhwa, I believe I'm pronouncing that right this time, that I've seen out there. A lot of them are just overpowered fantasies and this is nothing like this. As I said, in the veins of Hunter x Hunter, you got some people with powers, and they're, they work well to develop them. Some of them, they got the badasses that are clearly identified, and some mysteries with the character backstory. Now, there are some things that work, especially in webtoons about overpowered. One Punch Man is an excellent example of this. One Punch Man webtoon by uh, pseudonym author one. And that's been turned from a webtoons, a rather shittily drawn one, although it's proven in its later series. Same author did another wildly successful series called Psycho Mob 100. Now, both these series use the trope of the overpowered protagonist, but they, they play with it a bit. And I'm hoping to see Tower of God doing the same thing with the underpowered protagonists. But we can only wait and see on that. Then you have light novels. Most of these, there are a ton of light novels out there. And a lot of them are getting manga adaptions. A lot of them are horrible overpowered fantasies themselves. But there's also subversions in the mix. My personal favorite out of these light novels adaptions are the time I got reincarnated as a slime. I, I'm a spider, so what? That one's quite funny and it sort of follows the same sort of theme as Tower of God and Rising of the Shield Hero, but I'll admit it's not the best. Same with Goblin Slayer, both controversial picks, but I'll stand by them. Because people get too freaked out about these primitive uh, beliefs, societies, and the themes in them. And I simply say, time and place. If you're back in a backward society and you're civilized, what can you do about it? You got to do some things to help it, but you got to go with the flow. But that's a aside. Tower of God, completely foreign world, which will probably lose a lot of the audience. I mean, I read Manjois, and a lot of it's steeped in Korea's history, which I'm gathering slowly, piece by piece. 
probably mostly from my favorite manhwa, The Gamer. Another factor in comparing Tower of God to other manhwas is another manhwa is being animated called The God of High School. Now that was one I picked up early on and that's one of the ones that sort of made me more discriminate into that genre. I mean, sure, it started out fine. Basic battle series. It just kept escalating, escalating, escalating until it got to a certain point. And that oversaturation of power sort of made me lose interest in. There's also several other that go to the return to the beginning trope that I begin to see both in Majwa and manga where the protagonist finds the way or mysteriously is transported back to before things went shit. There's a few zombie-ish into the world apocalyptic manhwa and manga that follow this trend. Several that I even follow to see where they're going. But usually when you have the knowledge of the future, it creates a very OP main character. And why that could be fun in some regards, it's just being overused now. Several revenge fantasies that's been popping up in manga, which I don't want to bring up here. That's a whole different bag of tricks. Use that same sentiment. There's also other tropes, but let me not get into that. To finish up, Tower of God sets itself up as the simple adventure of a mystery boy searching for... His precious one is the best way to put that. And it's a good story that hasn't been ruined yet. But as I said, only 50 chapters in and I'm pretty sure the Crunchyroll animation version of that isn't going to get too far into that. It has like freaking four seasons. So I'm looking forward to where that goes. And but... That's all I can say on the subject for now. Thought I would keep this first one short. Hope you enjoyed the content. And this is Brian from Anamaga Nation. I'm still having trouble with that name as in all things. But take care and goodbye.